Hello, and welcome to yet another episode of the Back to the TARDIS podcast, the podcast where we uh, discuss every single episode of the 2005 revival of BBC's Doctor Who. I'm Jeff. I'm Skylar. And I am Dirk Strider. And today we are discussing Series 5, Episode 6, The Vampires of Venice by my boy, Toby Whithouse. Um, I would like to say, before we get started here, that I was thinking about uh, Toby Whithouse's episodes that he has written uh, for the show. And I've kind of come to realize that, like, he writes those episodes that they're, like, usually mid-season and when you're just thinking about them like divorced from like the context of like watching these through critically or like you haven't watched them in a while you're just like yeah those are good episodes and then with almost every single one of them when you actually go back and rewatch them you're like oh these are bangers sleeper like, hits <laughs> like he has written school reunion which as mentioned is one of my personal favorites this episode the god complex a town called mercy under the lake and before the flood and belie the <laughs> lamb but we're not going to talk about that because that that's not his fault that that one sucks ass okay this is interesting to me um i did not remember this episode at all which is very weird because every episode we've watched we have at least a vague recollection of but I genuinely, I started this episode and I was like, I have no idea what this episode is. Yeah. Um, and I didn't get it any way through. And so it's very interesting. And I absolutely agree. Now I'm definitely going to remember this episode because yeah. it was very good. I remembered that this episode happened, but I, I don't remember a lot of the interesting dynamic stuff that you remember from it. Because the other thing that I think Toby Whithouse is really strong about is he's very good at like character writing and character dynamic writing oh absolutely like, um, when you think about school reunion you think about what it does for sarah jane and rose and the doctor and what it does for mickey and that interesting dynamic that you have between 10 and mr finch etc yeah yeah and There's... i think for the for this episode you know you you really for, for for both this one and that one, you get this sense of like tension. It's it's yeah. a social situation mm -hmm. that's tense for the doctor. Yeah, which you don't always get, and he's very good at writing that. There's also a the... uh, subcon. There's also subconscious horniness subtext in in the interactions between the doctor and the villain. <laughs> horny eleven, oh, but good horny eleven. <laughs> you love to see. Yeah, it. no, that's the thing. Like this episode, you know, it definitely plays into the to the doctor being a bit of a bumbling autist which we love him for yeah um, but it it does it in a very good way unlike you know later moffat like <laughs> the the thing is like 11's absolutely doing his like you know charge you know innocent but very sexually charged thing like definitely in, in the early scenes where he like pops out the cake and stuff like that whole interaction was just <clears throat> that was good it was good shit. yeah yeah, it doesn't come off, it comes off more as the, like, I'm an alien, and I'm just, I'm bumbling through this bullshit, and then realizing it's like, oh, wait, that, that's not a thing I should be doing. But, but yeah, the I completely agree with the characters. There was a lot of parallels I noticed this time around between School Reunion and this episode, specifically with how... It's the companions, or at least one companion, kind of confronting the doctor on their bullshit. Yeah. 
There's and some it's sort it's of it's the beginning it, it's but... the beginning it's the beginning of the chatification arc for both of the boyfriends. Exactly. We love. We to see stand. It. We stand. Toby Whithouse <laughs> for for making for helping starting for helping the process to make our boys into Giga Chads. <laughs> uh, uh, anyway, so yes. <laughs> Uh, we open uh, with a, uh, uh, like, oh, yeah, also, so we open with this scene of uh, of, of a Venetian man basically giving his uh, daughter to this school run by uh, Lady, uh, or what's her title? Signora. Sin- Signora uh, Rosanna, um, who is played by a uh, actress who I unfortunately mainly know for her work in the Harry Potter films, but she's a good actress there and she's a good actress here. So what is she, what does she do in the Harry Potter movies? This is one she's, connection. I don't know. She's a uh, Narcissa Malfoy. I'm pretty sure. Oh, wow. Okay. I need to turn in my fan card. Not, not <laughs> that I already should have, but fuck. <laughs> I'm slipping. Uh, yeah. Um, so, side note here, there's this very interesting thing of, like, the man and his daughter, uh, the man, uh, Guido, and his, uh, his daughter, Isabella, are both played by, uh, people of color, and I'm just thinking about man, I mean, there probably was, but, like, you didn't really hear about, like, I can't, really remember reading about there being any public outcry of like it's not historically accurate or whatever like it was just an interesting like i never picked up on it before but it's an interesting thing that i noticed in the casting of this episode um yeah i don't know this much about this particular era of italy to know if this was like a really outdated term, but like how Shakespeare would say, like the Moors of Italy, yeah. or you know, whatever. No, whatever they were the in fuck, they were but... in Spain. They were in Spain, but yes. Well, okay, there you go. They're, they're, See, they're... I don't. Yeah, the the Moors would have been in Spain, but there was since since Venice was a, a trade city, it's very yes. likely that there would have been Africans in there because there was yes. you know the whole Mediterranean trade system. So yes, I don't think Point. it's totally unlikely. Point being, the majority of what I know about this city comes from Assassin's Creed 2. I am not an authority here, except to say that the son of the fish lady looks a lot like Ezio's older brother. And almost has the ex- he, he has almost the exact same fucking name. Ezio's brother is Federico, and this is Francesco. So. Nice. Coincidence? You decide. Uh, anyways, so yes. Uh, and then we, we cut... Uh, to Rory at his uh, stag party uh, trying to call Amy uh, and we of course have the scene of Eleven jumping out of the cake which again I would just like to say that if this episode was in series 6 or series 7 his his cock would have been out <laughs> it would have been out man true like like the, like that's when we get into like the peak like Moffat being like uh Matt Smith not wearing any clothes is funny, right guys? Yeah. It's good eleven awkward and not Moffat yeah. eleven awkward. 
Yeah. And I respect, like, it's it's something that I do respect very much about Eleven's character, where it is almost like he recognizes the Rose situation happening and is like, no, I'm not letting that shit happen again. I need to deal with this now. And basically just pulling him along to like, all right, sort your shit out. Um, so yeah, uh, we, we reach, uh, Venice proper, which again, I would just like to say this episode, I mean, not this episode, this season and Moffat era fucking knocking it out of the park with the cinematography and like visual look of everything. Totally. Yeah. I believe they filmed this episode, not in Venice, but in uh, Croatia, but like, I mean, I haven't been to Venice, but it definitely like, it looks right. You know? It gave the right vibes, yeah. If you don't know what Venice looks like, it gives the right vibes. I could tell it wasn't Venice just because I've seen enough pictures of Venice. Uh, um, it did look get... it, it did look Adriatic, that's for sure. I'll give you that. Yeah. <laughs> you could you could get away with saying this is past Venice. It's definitely not modern. Yeah. It's not modern Venice. Yeah, no. It, it can definitely pass for a Venice, for sure. Yeah. Um, uh, so yeah, uh, there's a fucking, there's a throwaway line about, so they get stopped by this dude who's like, oh, there's a quarantine in here and they get stopped by this dude and, uh, Eleven uses his psychic paper. And I think it says that like, he's like the fucking the pope or something i think it's probably like a bishop or something yeah um and then amy is like a countess and rory is her fucking eunuch <laughs> that's an actually good kind of horny moffat i mean it's not a moffat joke but like it's an actually kind of good joke i'm not gonna lie there's a bunch of that through this episode where it's just like you don't remember this episode having bangers but when you hear the joke you're just like Okay, yeah. yeah, that's good. Like, Christ, there's just straight-up, like, penis-sized jokes in this episode, and it's actually oh, good. Yes. There are, and it's actually there are, funny, as opposed to cringe. There are just so many good lines between the Doctor and Rory. Like, yeah. the whole um, the whole sequence about, like, okay, well, you know, you, you, the, you know, referring to the Doctor, you bring Amy in, and uh, you can you can pretend to be her fiancé. And, and then Rory's like, no, no, we're not doing that. He's like, all right, Rory, you can be her fiancé. No, no, I don't think you can pass for her fiancé. And he's like, and then the other guy just chimes in, like, wait, I thought the Doctor was your fiancé. <laughs> <laughs> That's not yeah. helping. <laughs> yeah. 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 It was just very good banter. Um, like, it's yeah. like the dynamics like this where you really sort of realize, like, from what I remember, Rory was supposed to be a more of a, like, bit or off character. And then you sort of realize that, like, you get the sense that, like, the production team realized, like, oh, Arthur Darvel's really good. We can't let him go. <laughs> they got really lucky with this dynamic and i suspect that at least most of my enjoyment of series six and half of series seven will probably be like based on the chemistry alone to, R like, rory carry carrying everything, everything on his back <laughs> basically as usual so yeah they they got lucky and the fact that they got toby to nail this right off the bat um yeah and an episode Definitely. that really isn't even about 
the the Rory yeah. and Doctor conflict as much as it yeah. should be. We get that. It's like that's the choice. setup. Yeah, that's the but, setup. But like, yeah, that's not. Yeah. yeah. The fact that they got away with like not tackling it head on and making it seem natural is, you know, again, it's not amazing. This isn't like this isn't human nature, but it's good. Yeah. And it, oh, yeah, and it no. helps support the series arc. It's like it's not human nature, but if we had an entire season where like all of the filler more the episodes that we would traditionally consider filler were of this quality, it would be one of the best. Actually, yeah, no, that's just season four. That's just, that's literally <laughs> just what basically what season four is, is like an entire season of episodes that's like this quality. No, yeah, what this is reminding me of, it's different because uh, Doctor Who is not as linear as almost any other show, but like yeah. The Mandalorian does a great job of like, there's a lot of episodes that are quote-unquote filler that only advance the series arc a little bit, but they do good stuff within those individual episodes to, like, do character work or set up things for later, and it doesn't feel, like, tacky or anything. Um, so, yeah, definitely. yeah, I like the vibe that Series 4 and Series 5 so far are giving off in regards to that. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um... So, uh, yeah, uh, Amy and Rory and the doctor get split up. The doctor sees, uh, Guido attempting to get his daughter back and that not working out and is like, huh, I sense an opportunity for adventure. And then Amy and Rory just wander off and happen to find someone, <laughs> someone getting chomped on, which, you know, narrative plot convenience, but you know, whatever. It's a forty-five Frederico minute auditore. Yeah, it's a fucking forty-minute episode, man. What do you want? Um, uh, so yeah, we have this great scene in the basement where, like, despite the <laughs> fact, like, this scene, despite the fact that Eleven is being surrounded by like, for the time, scantily dressed young women. You get the sense that his excitement is not because of that, but because he's like, oh, you guys are doing a cool mirror trick. <laughs> Yo, that's cool. How do you do that? <laughs> and he just, like, leaves. It's like, yeah. Like, as as you said, Eleven being an autist. I love him. Is, <laughs> as, as a fellow autist, just, like, I feel that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I, as I said, I, I really like this 11 and I like, it's a shame cause I know it's going to kind of go away, but like, especially even in this episode, like, I mean, this might just be my memory failing me, but it feels like as he goes on, he like snaps at people a lot less and you yeah. get this sense, at least in series five, at least in uh series five that like, if shit gets real, he will, like, just snap at someone and be like, all right, listen, enough with this shit. Yeah. And you, like, you got it last week, you you get it here later, and it's just a very, very interesting dynamic. I think we need a drinking game for me every time I bring up that I would like to see a version of Series 8 where Eleven got more yeah. mean. Because it's so good Jesus when it Christ, Skyler! It's like every week at this point. <laughs> it's several For times an episode, sake. I think. Hey, hey, hey! 
You get Chibnall bad. I get series of late Evan good. I haven't even... There have been places where I could have said Chibnall bad this week, and I deliberately didn't. What's what's our thing? We don't have a thing. <laughs> oh, well. Is our thing just thirsting for people in the show i guess yeah i think so yeah i think so yeah in that case uh the fish mommy she's like yeah (laughs) that that was that was not from me that was from somebody else and i just happen to be the one fronting (laughs) yeah (laughs) i am Uh, gay your anyway your your thing is to occasionally drop something that like makes both of us laugh cry for like five minutes that's your (laughs) yeah yeah or or discuss the socio-political ramifications of this totally unrelated thing. Yeah. Look, I'm just saying, if you think about it, the aliens in this episode are basically the aquatic trolls from Homestuck. <laughs> oh yeah, no, that's your thing. Homestuck, that's your thing. <laughs> Bring, dragging Homestuck into this kicking and screaming. I have no reference for this. <laughs> anyway. Um... A uh, small little bit. Uh, he holds out an ID card, and it's got a picture of William Hartnell on it. That's a. That's it's a funny... library card. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is funny because, like, I don't know. He doesn't. William Hartnell doesn't like first. The first Doctor does not necessarily strike me as someone to have his own library card. I think he'd just have his own collection in the TARDIS library. I'm trying to think. Okay, I'm getting sidetracked, but like. I'm trying to think what the like which like doctor would like absolutely oh five five definitely maybe eight though he also seems like someone who would lurk in the TARDIS library I'm getting off track let's we need to talk about the actual episode um uh so yeah uh like hey it's vampire see there's this very interesting thing here where like they'll do the same thing that RTD had where it's like pulpy, like genre shit in a doctor who setting, but where RTD would do shit. Like the, the vampire in Smith and Jones is someone who drinks blood out of someone with a straw. Like in this case, it's like, it's literally just like, like more classic styled vampires or like, it's just dinosaurs on a spaceship, man. Yeah. I, I appreciate that about it. I will say one of my... It's not really a complaint, but when you hear about, like, how they convert people, it's just straight up, like, magic. The science yeah. makes no fucking sense, but it's just, like, I've said it a thousand times, if you have something stupid, but do something, like, good and fun with it, I'm on board. Yeah, I don't and care. And that's this like, episode. the characters are good. Whatever. Exactly. This is Doctor Who anyway, not fucking, like, The Expanse. This shit ain't hard sci-fi. <laughs> Definitely not. As has been discussed, Moffat era is almost fantasy at points. So, like, anyway. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, we get that <clears throat> aforementioned scene where it's, like, uh, go in as your... Uh, <laughs> you should go in as uh, her fiancé, that scene. Um, I will say the guy that plays Guido, like not just in comedy, but everything like that's, that's a very solid guest actor. I've yes, seen him in other definitely. things. I forget what other things right now, but he's good. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So uh, we get some Chad Rory moments, especially I got to shout it out to the fucking the line that Rory has where he's like, what's like what's dangerous about you is not that you make people want to take risks. It's that you make them want to impress you. That was such a good line. That's a fucking Chad Rory line, man. And the thing is, he's right. Like, that's what makes that scene really good. Yeah. Yeah. It also (laughs) distinguishes him from Mickey in that, like, Mickey would not say that right away. Oh, well, I don't even think Mickey would say that. Because Mickey is one of those, would absolutely be one of those people. Yeah, he becomes one of those people, which is why I kind of... Again, I like the distinction, and it's why one of my few actual complaints, not, like, nitpicky (laughs) sci-fi complaints... Is that by the end, Rory's just kind of like, okay, yeah, we'll go back and help you. And it yeah. kind of isn't really like, there's no real arc or change or impetus for that. It's yeah. just like, well, now I'm okay with helping you and in running into danger, which, you know, whatever. 45 minute syndrome. <laughs> exactly. It's the, the moment is good when it happens. The, the Rory doctor dynamic when they're infiltrating the castle, pure gold with the dialogue. Also, um... Shout out to fucking uh to fucking Amy who like despite having had like blood and water drained out of her body gets a solid kick off. Oh, absolutely. Like Christ, I don't even think like as you all know, I am a like Donna or Martha stan, but I don't even think they would have managed to get that kick off. That's such like a uniquely Amy thing to do. It's the Amy legs Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. She does have banger legs. Again, not me speaking, one of the other ones. <laughs> That's what you always say. No, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I feel the need to reiterate I am a homosexual. <laughs> uh, anyways. Um, so. Uh, uh, so, yeah. Uh, I will say there is. There is one, the one dodgy effect here, and this has continually been, like, a thorn in, like, Doctor Who's side for, like, years, is that one bit where he gets, like, where Eleven gets, like, electrocuted. Like, they, they still were not able to, like, come up with, like, a good electrocution effect on this show. It looks pretty bad. It's like a step up from the 1977 R2-D2 getting hit with the... Yeah. <laughs> with the electricity gun. Yeah. I'm trying to figure... What what was it that had, like, a really bad shock effect? I can't remember if it was, like, something... Like, a bonus episode or if it was, like, actual new Who, just R2-D era. Eh, whatever. Anyways, um... So we get to really, and again, like, now that I realize that this is the same person who wrote School Reunion, like, I kind of realized, like, the fact that, like, this has a very same vibe to the pool scene with Ten and uh, Mr. Finch. But at the same time, it's still a banger scene with some great actors, so, like, I can't really fault (laughs) it. Yeah, it's good when the Doctor is just alone with the alien that knows what he what he is and he can just kind of like act his age quote unquote yeah yeah and it's like it's it's an interesting like 
Doctor Who like doesn't do this often, but like whenever you do get a villain that's like I don't know how to put this, not like sentience or intelligence, but I guess like level of consciousness or whatever, like different from like the Daleks or the Cybermen, someone who's more of a, a match of wits. I guess. Yeah. Like every time they do that, it's really good. I feel like. Like I can't think of a time when they do that and it's cringe. Um, anyways. Um And of course the the thing the thing where he he basically says like yeah i'm going to fuck you up because like you didn't even remember the name of this person that you executed which yeah that's going to piss him off that's almost a 10 thing almost no second chances yeah yeah um Oh yeah, we get the the scene where uh where he's like stop stop talking brain thinking hush. <laughs> That's good. Which yeah, that as as someone else on the as someone on the spectrum, yeah, I can re I can relate to that. <laughs> Shut the fuck up and let me think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um and 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 the visual gag where he motions at Rory to reach out and cover uh, Guido's mouth with his hand. <laughs> uh, um. <laughs> Can we just take a moment to talk about how the plot of this episode is turning impressionable young ladies into aliens so they can get fucked by fish dudes? Because, like, when you think about it, that's what the plot of this episode is. Yeah. I mean, we, we could talk about that. <laughs> but, but do we want to? <laughs> uh, the question is, would you be down to be fucked by the fish dude? No. I'm not down to be fucked by human dudes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay, Dirk. Dirk. Head count. How many people in this in your system say would say yes to that? Oh, that's odd. Hmm. <laughs> I'm gonna say at least four. Okay, <laughs> that's what I thought. <laughs> uh, anyways, um, okay, so uh, what's next? <laughs> oh yeah, we have a, yet another one of those Moffat lines. Like we we can recognize the Moffat line at this point, where Eleven is like, uh, "Blimey, the people upstairs are very noisy," and Guido's like, "There aren't any people upstairs," and he's like, "All right, well, <laughs> who knew he was gonna say that?" <laughs> yeah. yeah. Although in that case, that's that's more a comedic version than like the like. No, they were this this wasn't this was this the entire time. Whoa. Music sting, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we get uh the great line uh which is if if you had to put <laughs> if you had to put a line from this episode 
on the on a box of a single like a DVD single episode release, uh, the quote would be uh, Eleven saying, uh, "Blimey, fish from space have never been so buxom." <laughs> you know, if you ask me, parody. if you asked me what I th- would have thought of that line like three to five years ago, I would have been like, oh, that's cringe, bro. But now I'm just like, yeah, all right. <laughs> okay, man. <laughs> Go for it, dude. Don't show yeah. me. Don't let your dreams be dreams. Yeah. Yeah. All right, man. <laughs> um, it says a lot when we see a line like that, and that's just like, yeah, that's him when he's restrained. Yeah. Uh, Guido blows himself up. F in chat. Rest in piss. I will say it was notable that at least at first, the the first two people to die are Oh, I didn't even think are black of that. characters. Oh I will... dear. Oh dearie me. With it with Isabella, it's cringe. With Guido, I can at least see an argument <laughs> that it's just like he decided to go out that way and it wasn't just like a Yeah, he goes out on fridge. his own terms. Yeah, he so, goes out on his own terms. Yeah. So it's it's not the worst example I can think of that, but it's just like, you know what, I I, I guess it's a fucking wash. I'm I'm not a sociologist, I don't know. Yeah. It's not uh, X-Men, the, the X-Men one where the, the guy who dies, is, his power is not dying. Oh, yeah, X-Men oh, first Oh, yeah, first class. I completely fucking forgot about that. Holy shit. I didn't even think about that. God damn. Let's go, yeah. Marvel. Let's bring him back. Anyways, uh, that's a different anyways. show. Um, yeah. But yeah, we get this. The, we get the thing that I was talking about, where, um, like, uh, um, like Eleven is literally like go, like go back to the TARDIS, and Amy's like, "No, I, I want to help you," and he's like, "No, go the fuck back to the TARDIS," and it's just again that level of like, the facade cracking under pressure that like. I feel like goes away after this season. I might be wrong, but it, I, it feels like it does to me. This is an 11 that feels like he just lost everything, which 10 yeah. basically did. So. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um. So, yeah, uh, we get this. <laughs> We get this scene, which honestly, like, I know it's supposed to be embarrassing, but honestly, Chad Rory moment. Where he's fucking, he's fucking, uh, fighting the goddamn, uh, <laughs> uh, the, the, the other vampire, Francesco. And he's, he's, he's like trying to like draw aggro basically. And it's like, calls him a big great stupid spongebob <laughs> which is just oh that's wonderful we find out he's a fish mommy's boy yeah <laughs> yeah exactly yeah and it's just like man some good shit um and then amy straight up murders him oh yeah yeah. Is this her first official body count? 
I think so. Nice. Wait. Wait. Other okay. Other than Rose killing Daleks, what is the RTD companion body count? Because I think it might be zero. I actually genuinely think it might be zero. Um no, question. didn't Martha didn't Martha mark the uh old guy Lazarus? Did she No. No, I think that was like I think that was uh Ten playing an organ so he fell to his death. I think. I might be wrong though. Tweet tweet at us if I'm wrong. Um Um Oh, I mean, technically, Donna kills the bug on her back. Okay, yeah, maybe. But uh, I don't know if that really counts the same. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. Also, there's a, a pretty janky uh, screen. There's a pretty dank, janky uh, special effect when he's, like, climbing on the tower. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, ooh, that's, that's janky. Oh, but we do get, like... The way that Rosanna decides to go out is such, like, a memorable scene. And, it, and the fact that it is, like, set up earlier where uh, where Francesco is like, yeah, like, don't go over there uh, with the, uh, with the, um, with your perception filter on. Otherwise, you'll get mistaken for, uh, uh a meal or whatever and it's like oh yeah that's that's a good one mm -hmm. yeah that was good the, the, all of her well, scenes are really good yeah yeah the line can your conscience carry the weight of another dead race because yeah he totally does like i mean you could make the argument that he didn't he wasn't him specifically but there is definitely a genocide that kind of happens here yeah i this is kind of going back, but since there's really no other good place to talk about it, the way that Rosanna, I think her name's Rosanna, um, yes. uh, the way she talks about what the silence is and how what they met was like devastation and silence, it makes me. Think oh yeah, it's that, way more like, interesting than what the actual fucking silence were. Yeah, because like I I replaced it with like what we know that it, that is today, and I was just like, yeah, they definitely meant something else. Yeah. <laughs> like, Moffat didn't know what that was and just told Toby, it's just like, yeah, this, insert this. We don't know what the fuck it is yet. We'll fill that in later in post. Yeah. <laughs> and it yeah. made me sad. But Yankee yeah, her, foreshadowing, her scene, mate. Her, her death scene is perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. Uh, great line. There's the great line uh, where... Uh, the Amy's like got my spaceship, got my boys, and and uh, Rory's like we are not her boys, and they're both like, yeah, yeah, we are. <laughs> Make your Moffat wife joke here. They're all good. That see, that's a that's a good, that's a good case. That's actually like a good Moffat wife guy moment. As opposed to, like, the kind of cringe ones. That one's actually pretty good. Not gonna lie. I dig that one. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways. So, uh, yeah. I 
guess that's it for this week. Um, yeah, I think, yeah. Unless there's anything else anybody else wants to talk about in regards to this episode. I'm good. All right. Uh, so, yeah, moving on to ratings. As I said, it's a Toby Whithouse episode. It's really solid, like most of the Toby Whithouse episodes are. It's just a good fucking good shit, man. What can I say? Um, yeah, it's got like good acting, great uh, location shooting. Uh, the script is very well written and has lots of great, interesting little uh, character dynamic stuff going on in it. Um, yeah, it's a A plus. It's a really solid <laughs> mid series episode. Yeah, this was a sleeper hit for me. I remember liking it. I remember it being the Rory joins the TARDIS team episode, so that's cool. Um, but there's really a lot of nuance and extra bits of cool storytelling and character work and. <clears throat> setting building and just a cool location overall that you don't really think about when you're like thinking about the episode but when you see it it really shines through um there's a couple of character problems for me in regards to like how rory acts by the end of the episode feels a little bit rushed the the third act in general is like pretty weak aside from um guido's death and uh senora rosanna's death but overall it's it ties itself really close together and it sets up um, the banger episode, Amy's Choice, while still being yeah. a fairly good episode in its own right that reinvents the school reunion tropes and arc, but does it for new characters in a pretty good way, if not, you know, as perfect as school reunion. Uh, so I'd give this episode a B minus. <clears throat> I think that actually, I, I give. I'll, I'll I'll drop it back to an A. It's not like the really pog poggers shit, but it's still a very solid episode. So yeah, I'd give it an A. Yeah, this is it's a really solid episode for sure. Um, like I said, I think this is the best episode of the season so far. Um, yeah, <laughs> there's not much I have to criticize here. It's just a very solid episode, and it's like whoa these characters can like do a whole thing without having really painfully cringy moments in the middle of it all um yeah it was just all around great fucking 9.25 out of 10 yeah um yeah just a really really solid episode good on you toby whithouse my man you did it again um anyways uh, next time we will be discussing another banger episode, uh, Amy's Choice, and I'm, I'm very excited about that. This, like, Series 5 has a really solid mid-season. Like, it's got, other than, like, Series 4, I think it's got, like, possibly the strongest mid-season. Oh, Series 4 and Series 1, I think. It's got the strongest mid-season of, uh, the Hooniverse it's it's real real damn good um so yeah uh until then uh i'm jeff you can follow me on twitter oh wait oh i did it wrong i did it wrong again i did it wrong last week and i didn't notice but so i'm gonna do it right this time fuck it uh uh you can follow the podcast on twitter 
at B2TardisPod. You can also support us on Patreon for a number of benefits, such as early access to episodes, the ability to listen in live to recording of episodes, and potentially even the ability to guest star on an episode of your choosing. Uh, I am Jeff. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at WheatleyDL and on Twitch at WheatleyDLT. I'm Casanova's Chicken. You can follow me on Twitter at SkyHigh9 underscore 5 for all your mediocre shitposting needs. Uh, I am Dirk Strider, and our other account got suspended, so we are now at NessQuixotic. Ness. (laughs) Earthbound. (laughs) You really nailed that one. You really stuck that landing. Literally, there. literally, that was like my brain had like dialogue noises hear, for a second. I could hear the gears turning. I was like, is he going to say something? I could hear those gears turning. Like, you try to come up with something. And you just, that's where you ended up. Mess. I mean, that's the name of my ex-girlfriend. So that, your, your joke was better. <laughs> oh, oof. Oof, ouch, owies. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, and we will see you all next week. Bye.